Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. Hello, you pet stylist. You found the Groom Pod. Welcome to our virtual salon. My name is Susie, and I'm your host. I'm a mobile groomer from Seattle, Washington, and anyone who knows me will tell you I love to talk, especially about my job. One of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show, Miss Barbara Bird. Yo, Susie, how's it going? It is going tremendously. Welcome to episode 341 of the Groom Pod, recorded on June 26, 2022 in Snohomish, Washington and Tucson, Arizona. And Barbara, summer has finally visited the Northwest. Although... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like 90 degrees right here in front of my computer indoors today. Well, we made it into, into the 80s two days ago, into the 90s yesterday, and it will be in the 90s today and tomorrow, and then back down to the 70s, because that's the way it works here in the Northwest. <laughs> well, I'm sure those 90s are, are, you know, like rough with all that humidity. It is. It's very shocking to go from one to the other. Yeah, and to be that hot and not be able to breathe, that's what happens when you get so humid. It's just, the heat is so heavy. It's gross, and I'm, you know, I am not one who enjoys the heat, so I'm stinking miserable. But that's just, that's just one of my problems this week. Needless to say, this week on the Groom Pod, we're going to talk about being skunked. Well, about the dogs being skunked and what to do about it. And citric acid. Barbara, what's new is brought to you by Groomore Software. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, Groomore is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar, and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groom More and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. Adventures in mobile grooming. Yes. I need another transmission. No! And it's for the big explorer. Son of a fuck. Three years after the first transmission. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of takes the wind out of your sails. (laughs) It took the wind out of mine. So it has gone back to the shop. You just did that. Yeah, I just did it. Yep. Uh, And it's very close to the end of the warranty. It's actually past the end of the warranty, but because I didn't actually have a functional transmission after they gave it to me for seven and a half months, they better... They're gonna they're gonna honor the warranty, but still, it's now. I don't know when I'm getting my big Explorer back, so I'm driving my little Explorer, which is, folks, a two door Ford ninety eight Explorer with a six cylinder, and I'm pulling a trailer with it, and it has two hundred and forty five thousand miles on it. <laughs> it's got a bad fuel pump, and the battery's dying. And every morning when I start it, I have to say a bunch of Hail Marys or whatever it is you say <laughs> before you start something you don't know is going to start every day. It is horribly inconvenient. Sometimes it pays 
to spend a little bit more money on your tow vehicle. That's all I'll say about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm apparently spending it anyway in other ways. So, yeah. Uh, it all catches up to you one way or the other. I, I feel that way about the cooler at my shop. Uh, yes. I had, I had to have cooler repair for like the fourth or fifth time this summer oh, on this cooler that I bought two years ago on Craigslist. I'll never buy another single thing on Craigslist. If this was just like such a bad decision of mine. And if I had just, I mean, I have spent so much time and stress of trying to find someone that can come to the shop and climb up on your roof at when it's 106 degrees out there, you know, and then you have to borrow the ladder from the grumpy landlord. And then you got to pay these people. And even though it's not a lot, it adds up. The pump was burned out. And I just bought this pump on June the 2nd. (laughs) Fortunately, it's hardware. You know, they write the date of the pump on the pump. And all you got to do is take the pump itself back. And they'll replace it. Plus, they know me. That's good. So the funny thing is, is that Yvonne, the old Mexican assistant, who, uh, you know, like in her day used to work on her own cooler and all. (laughs) (laughs) In my day, I can do this and I can do that. And I'll just jump up there and fix that thing for you, Barb. But that was before. (laughs) And now I think you need a pump with more volts i said look the voltage isn't going to have anything to do with it it's how much water pumps out and uh, i thought i bought uh one that had a nice great big range i would pump a whole shit lot of water but if you want to go if you want (laughs) to go to the hardware store and make a better selection than i did have at it so i sent her I don't even know. They didn't even show me what they got. But it works. But it's working. And then, you know, and then we had the foresight to ask Christopher, the new handyman, um, what else might be needed. And he said, uh, maybe a new set of spiders. And so we got that. And so then instead of getting the motor and then getting up there and saying, oh, it looks like you need a new set of spiders. Better go back. So we did two in one. That was good. Good. Yeah. But then he's up on the roof and he's texting me about, oh, it wasn't sprockets. It was about some belts or something. I don't, It wasn't that I needed new belts. It's that I needed a new system of, of pulleys or something up there. I'm saying, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I, you know, and then he, and he said, what, what's the matter with you? Are you ha- having a hard time? And I said, I just don't want to learn all there is to know about coolers today. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to digest that. I don't want to learn about that. You know, handymen do this to me all the time. They try to give me this technical explanation that I am then supposed to absorb and retain forever and ever. I don't want to know that. Or- I've got... A, it's, I've got other competing information. You're going to store that stuff for the next time you fix your own cooler. <laughs> so it, it was it was funny, but I, you know, like I had a horrible week, and it was all uh, none of it had anything to do with any particular dogs. Just a bad uh, weekend. Yeah. The other thing, uh, the other thing I had to deal with 
is what? Lily, the runaway dog, who's did, oh, you know, yes. that I turned right. pink. Yes, right. Um, yeah. So he brought his girlfriend down to meet me yes, on Friday. He brought yes. the girlfriend down. She's lovely. It's very nice. And I took the dog in and I groomed the dog and they came back to pick the dog up and I'm across the street in a parking lot. And I put the dog down outside and she starts to cough. And I said, uh-oh, uh, have you gone anywhere lately? And he said, yeah, we boarded up at, uh, I think it's Doggy Haven or somewhere. They boarded their dog somewhere locally, and they just got her back two days ago. And I said, has she been coughing at home? And he said, yeah, occasionally she has been coughing now that you mention it. I'm like, crap, I just had a kennel cough dog in my trailer. (sighs) So the protocol there, yeah, is... To not have anything, any other dogs in your trailer or in your exam room if you're at the vet hospital or whatever for 48 hours. And I've got to clean everything with something that kills kennel cough. And my avian vet friend, I called her and just to double check the protocols and stuff. And she said, use bleach. I have bleach. It's not my favorite thing to use. But in this case, I might go ahead and wash my surfaces with the bleach and give it a good once over because my next appointment today is two golden retrievers and a little terrier. She's a vet tech and the dogs are vaccinated and she asked me all the right questions. The dog never coughed once in the trailer. I never knew. There was nothing, no indication. Of course, it takes 48 hours kind of to, it incubates. Yeah. The incubation is 48 hours. Yeah. So I'm going to wipe the whole trailer down, at least all of the surfaces and get everything cleaned up so that I don't pass kennel cough to the three dogs I'm grooming later this afternoon. But they're vaccinated and she's comfortable with it. And I'll just do a good cleaning. Ugh, have you ever had that happen? Yeah, I have had to deal with kennel cough one or two times in my in my 45 years of having my shot. So, you know, like that's pretty good. And I just did cleaning, you know, like I with some kind of disinfectant. I don't even remember. I just remember all hands on deck were cleaning, you know, and we would clean everything and it was it was good and my own dogs didn't get it. And, oh yeah, one time my own dogs did get it. And then we had to kind of, you know, deal with it at home. And uh and that was the time that the trainer, the boarding the trainer who boards I uh, had brought in the dog to get groomed before it went back to its people. I think in all of my 16 or 17 years mobile, I've only had one other kennel cough dog, surprise kennel cough dog like that. I've had people cancel before the appointment, yeah. but nobody's yeah. actually put the dog in my trailer. And, you know, in a shop a little bit, in a shop it's a little bit better because there's more air circulation. But I'm in a little tin 8 by 10 box you know, so I, right. I don't want to, like, I gave her the option to cancel, and I canceled everything yesterday, and I'm not quite 48 hours out, but the dog also didn't cough or, or anything in that trailer, so fingers yeah, no crossed. No dr- no droplets. Yes, no yeah. droplets. And, and it's been, what, two days now? Well, it's so. been a day, yeah, it'll been a day and a half, almost two days. By the time I'm done with the dogs, it will have been two days. <laughs> so I'm... I, I think I think you're safe. Yeah, I think we're okay. So I, I had a very uh, disappointing event this week at the shop. Oh, no. 
Dave the groomer, who I trained about 15 or 17 years ago, who went away, who worked for me for about four years, and then he went away, um, and then he got sober and cleaned up his act, and then he came back to Tucson after about 15, 10 years or so, and he's been we connected really well and he said all the right things. And I gave him a day of his own to do big dogs at my shop and uh, for 50% and tips. And then he works with me on Wednesdays as my assistant bathes and does some grooms for me and I pay him well. Oh, and I lined him up to be my successor. Yeah. He was the person that I could confidently give to my clients knowing that they would take you know that he could groom their dogs and take care of them in the way that I have well he's quitting the industry he's not only the job that he took the other job that he took kind of just like blew him out of the the ship oh (laughs) just a lot of uh hard hard work and uh, and staff, inter-staff drama, okay? So that's hard. That's so hard to take. And, and then he finally, you know, we had this very long, tearful conversation because he feels like he's letting me down. And I had to say, you know, like, well, yeah, I'm deeply disappointed, but I don't want you to be anything but happy. Right. You know, and I, and clearly you're not, I mean, he was like nearly suicidal the week before. And, um, that's what working in the wrong place can do. Well, but here's the deal. These good groomers, excellent groomers, they have no stepping stones to hire positions like career advancement yeah there's no career event there's no definite way you know like so you can study a whole lot about skin and coat but then uh, are you going to play that how much more can you get you know like maybe you can get a little more money but it's not like a big raise and a you know so you want to be a store manager (laughs) do you know what's I just read a text from someone who was working somewhere where she was a manager, but she's not getting any extra money for being a manager. And she has to do all the cleaning, all the setup, buy supplies, go buy bandana fabric, make the bandanas, you know, um, and all of this extra shit that's loaded on her because she's now the manager, you know, and she's still, she's getting 45% or something like that and has to do five or six dogs a day in order to make enough money, you know? So her problem was that it was the pay. Well, it's really the job. And in Dave's case, it's the job too. There's no future. it, It is a fatal flaw of our industry. You know, like, what do you do? Go have your own shop. That's another hell hole. That's another bag of worms that you open up of responsibility and, and, you know, like not everybody is suited to being a shop owner. Right. But for me, that was always the goal. That was always the, that's the epitome of life is to be my own boss. I mean, 
that is for me that's what I was working for since I was a little girl. I just had to find my way into an industry that I could thrive in, and I'm lucky that I did. So for me, that was my advancement path, and that was always what I was looking for. And I'm a person who's pretty content at the level I'm at because I'm doing this, and I've got all that other stuff going on. But I could see where if you were working, at, grinding out at a shop and didn't yeah. want to all be your can own do, owner. Yeah. All you can do is go to another shop. Yep. You just have, just have, a, you know, same yeah, linear movement. Linear. Linear, linear movement. You're not going up and becoming a CEO or a, or a next vice president. You know, you're. <laughs> yeah, you're because. Just, the, you're it, just labor <laughs> until you're. The employer, and then you have to be the fucking employer, or you don't. I mean, unless right. you unless you do mobile and you have to get a transmission every three years, <laughs> yeah. you know, or be or be mechanically inclined, able to do some of your own re- repairs, they would be a total mess on the road. Being, you know, he doesn't even drive that safely. He goes over the middle and shit like that. You know, like I remember when we had the boat and I was just trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do when I grew up. You know, of course this was like 10 years ago, but you know, I was trying yeah, to, you've barely made it. I know. You've barely made it. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to, trying Your mother to, would be so proud. Yes. I was trying to figure out what would make me happiest. I, you know, and then Something broke on the boat because that's what happens. Boats break. Boats break, RVs break. That's what happens. So the boat broke and I had to get somebody in to fix the boat. And the guy came in. He worked at his own pace. He did his own thing. He was his own boss. And then, sure, the job wasn't always pretty. But then he left when he wanted to have lunch. He came back. He Everything was really controlled by him. And as a control freak... I looked at him and I thought, how can I do something like that where I'm the product, where where I'm the person that causes the people to give the money over? And aside from that, I was in the vet industry and looking for my spot within there. I went, oh, grooming has a way that I can then do that where I work for myself and I could be in a mobile just like that guy and I can drive around and I can eat lunch when I want. And so I had that, I was so lucky to have that advancement. But if I didn't have that vision first and that have, have that goal, yeah, what a dead end job this is. <laughs> what, what a really tough existence it is to be a groomer, grooming for other people. I remember one time, I learned about people who groomed with a bather because I've never had a bather. And I was like, what do you mean? You don't have to do half the job? Really? And and I thought, well, that's a raise. That's a way that you're a step up if you could work somewhere where you're not doing the bathing anymore. But then you've pointed out that that's not always an advantage because you don't always get the dog prepped the way you want it. So there again, you're giving up a little bit of control. I don't do that well. And and that's hard, you know. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, but... I've I learned to groom as a bather, <laughs> so I, I learned to groom in that in that model, the bather model, and uh, 
I, I've almost all, no, I've, I did about seven years without a bather and it, it, it was, it was rough. Do you think there's and any I, chance that the couple days of work, he's going to keep working with you while he searches for his place in the world will maybe spark that love again? I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm cautiously, skeptically optimistic. He's very firm, you know, but I, I do, he has lined up something to take the place of the other grooming job. He's going to be stacking in supermarkets and retails. Shoot me if I had to stack boxes all day long. Take me out, put me out back, tie me to Well, but he's going to be, but he's going to be creating his own schedule, working his own hours. Well, there's the freedom uh, thing that I can appreciate. And working by himself. So, you know, his friend is the boss or something. His lifelong friend is. I can appreciate that independence. So, you know, like he'll have that. And then he's he's committed to uh, finishing up until the next Pima College semester or something to work the two days for me. And I, you know, I have a feeling he might he might stay on after that. So I said, actually, you're giving me your three months notice. <laughs> and he says, kind of, yeah. Well, you know, at least he's up front about it. So, yeah, at least we've got it out on the table and he's up front about it. And I'm up front about that. I don't want him to go. Um, and it does kind of... It disappoints me. I'm so disappointed in the industry that I can't create. You know, like my next step, what I wanted to do was to engage the other employer in 50-50, we send Dave to a trade show. Yeah. You, you know, because that always gives you a, a broader perspective of where you fit into the industry and you feel like you're a part of something. And, you know, it, it's inspi- It's always inspiring. It's always you learn something. You always make a friend. Even if it's a dog, a, a bouvier that I fell in love with one year. You know, like you, you do. You, you have interactions. You know, it's, it's something. It's fuel. It's fuel. It is. Yep. And so that was my next step was to try to make a little savings account for Dave and see if the other person would go in 50-50. But uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to force it. He doesn't even seem to be interested that that, that was my plan. Right. He well, even, he's he burnt out. He, he's burnt out. He doesn't even care. He doesn't, of course, never being to a show, he never knows what that can do. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, the, also, there's all those vendors. There's somebody... All those vendors are employers. I know it. You know, so maybe you don't want to groom, but maybe you go work with someone that sells grooming stuff and uh, you'll know what's a good brush, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's there's places for after grooming, I think. Uh, but I'd hate but, to lose a talented groomer like he is. You know, uh, that's the fear. I, you know, not not to mention the investment I have in him. So a little voice in the industry told me that Stasco has a couple of new products coming out, and I'm really excited to try them out. There's a new 
conditioning spray that smells like apples and also an apple smelling oatmeal protein conditioner that they're adding to the line. I'm so excited, especially to try the oatmeal conditioner with protein. So oatmeal is the protein, I guess. I need to see the ingredients and I'm, you know, like kind of on standby for that. But um, I'm excited about uh, both of those products. And I think the fragrance is going to be not just like apple candy or something. I think it's going to be rather suave ah, and cool yes and i and i'm uh, so i'm looking forward to that and i also i've always said the oatmeal should be applied after the shampoo not during it because you just wash it down the drain so i'm just i'm real excited i want to see what form of oatmeal they're using what for if there are other proteins i'm very much just this last week been reading up my proteins and um the more i understand protein function the more i think there's lots and lots of dogs that benefit from uh, a protein conditioner some human hair, especially fine or straight human hair, is not in such need. But porous or damaged hair really utilizes proteins well. It's a super good thing. And the other thing about oatmeal that I've recently appreciated is that it's a prebiotic. It leaves on the skin not only its own effects of oatmeal as an active ingredient, but it's a prebiotic that helps to nourish or to nurture a rebalancing of the skin microbiome that might kind of get disbalanced, unbalanced by cleansing the shampoo. So I think it's a very clever addition. And I'm, I'm just like really hungry to see the the ingredient list on both products and really anxious to try them out. Also, remember last week we talked about the groom bathing tablets? Right. Yeah, I have gotten correspondence with them and hopefully we'll be able to review that product soon. Oh, both of us? Yeah. Uh, well, I asked for you because I'm not sure I can really review it in the trailer effectively because I don't have the water pressure. But I figured if they send it all to you, then you can review it. And and okay, I, I yeah, think I have good I have good water pressure at the tub. Yeah, but I'll as I talk to them further, I'll find out if I can just put it into my system and try it that way too. But I think it's probably more effective with a little more oomph in the system that I've got. We need to try it both ways. It, we need to compare and contrast. And it just occurred to me. Maybe I could screw it onto the end of my bathing beauty because that's how I get the extra pressure when I need it. I'll have to look a little closer about it. You'll that. have to look at that. Yeah, yeah. that's possible. Yeah. Maybe even just plain screw it on or with an adapter, a little visit to, to the hardware store. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so lucky that Ace Hardware is just like a block away. Depending on where I am, I can have a hardware store pretty close also. Sometimes I'm in their parking lot. <laughs> okay, let's take a break here from Best Shot, and then we'll be back with our first appointment. 
Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. So if you know me, you know how much I love my Evolution shears. They are the only shears I actually use. So check out all the options, including customizable non-swivels, at evolutionshears.com and give Abby a shout with any questions you might have. GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod, so check them out today. Your hands will thank you. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. P.U. Skunks. Actually, I really want a skunk. To tell you the truth, I'd love to have a skunk. My very first, like, you know, kid boyfriend, the kid up the street, he, yeah. his family had a skunk named Flower, of course, from Bambi. And I played with that skunk all the time. It was neat. But what I don't want is to be skunked. And it's the skunking season right now. We're going to discover skunks in the woods and in the mountains. And occasionally we get a request to de-skunk a dog. And I have almost zero experience in this. Barbara, I know you've got some more information. It's anal gland juice, isn't it? Well, it's similar to anal gland juice. But it's the uh, skunk has a lot more of a... um, control over the release of the fluid and they can do anything from a dribble to a you know it's like a a, the sprayer in your tub (laughs) they can do everything from a direct shot to a broad angled spray to it just like dribble down and leave it on the ground holy cow they (laughs) they have much more applicability of the skunk to uh, deposit its scent most likely it's going to be in the dog's face, too, because... Well, they try... That's part of their uh, defense mechanisms because it's very much uh, burns the eyes and the mucous membranes. So it's the best deterrent when you hit the face target. So they often target the face. If they, if they can at all, they'll try to get the, the animal right in the face. There are some seriously old experimental home remedies out there. And I've read everything from tomato juice, apple cider vinegar, to milk, like I read this one this morning, Barbara. Yeah. A a can of evaporated milk, a can of condensed milk, some peroxide and some shampoo. I think you'd probably leave the milk out of it and use the peroxide and the shampoo and probably have as good a result. I don't, I don't know. The best recipe for immediate skunk response remedy is one that was made up by a serious chemist. And he looked at the chemistry of skunk odor and developed a system of three ingredients that will neutralize that odor. So it's uh, they 
kind of neutralize this. The thing about skunk odor is that it's an oil. It's an insoluble oil. So anything that is water-based is just like not going to dissolve the skunk odor very thoroughly. So then you have to shampoo and shampoo and shampoo. And then the dog has to come back in two weeks and you shampoo it some more. I, I don't know, however, about best shot, one shot deodorant, shampoo and spray. That might be helpful, especially if you fail. If you start fooling around with all of these other remedies that don't work 100%, you get stuck with it. You can't then use the good recipe that I'm going to read about. So the good recipe is a quarter of 3% hydrogen peroxide, and it needs to be fresh, a quarter of a cup of baking soda, and one to two teaspoons of liquid soap. Don't go for the more powerful Dawn that you don't want that. That's not going to work to the best. And actually a milder ivory soap um, kind of, or a, a hand soap, just a little bit of soap action in there is going to be better than a super strong um, degreaser soap, okay? So you put this in a plastic, not a metal, but a plastic bucket. And you mix it up. You can use, if it's a large animal, like a large dog, you can use a quart of water to help the solution. You want to thoroughly cover the coat, especially the coat where you know it's been squirted, sprayed. And um, you may need to do more than one application. And you leave it stand for five minutes until you can notice that the odor is disappearing. And if you have residual, you're going to want to do it again. Do you wet the dog down first? No. No. No, no, you don't. You work this, no. Because there again, you're diluting the solution. You're changing the, the chemical balance. You're adding water and it's an oil that's not soluble in water. And so it, you don't want to wet the dog down. You just want to dry apply uh, and it says, here's, I'm going to read you some of his notes. This is notes posted by the original, uh, the guy's name is Paul. And uh, so Paul says um, that if you have any cuts on your hands, you might want to wear latex gloves because it's going to sting if there's open skin. Oh, I appreciate that warning because I always have cuts on my hands. And it says... Pour the spent solution down the drain with running water. Never, ever store the mixed solution in a closed bottle because it's going to, pressure will build up and it's going to explode. Kind of like the time my brother tried to brew beer in his closet. (laughs) 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 So he's saying again, Clean plastic mixing containers and utensils are preferred. Metals encourage auto decomposition of the peroxide. So it breaks it down? Yeah. So um, hydrogen and peroxide is usually sold in pint bottles. So you need two. Um, And the 3% is just fine. 
It's not recommended to use a stronger strength or a stronger grade um, because you're going to have an atom bomb instead of a shotgun. (laughs) As he says, a trip to the drugstore beats a trip to the emergency room. He says you use sodium bicarbonate. Baking soda, not baking powder, and not washing soda. Washing soda is sodium carbonate, and it's a 100 times more alkaline than baking soda and can cause skin burns to both the person and the animal. I've never heard of washing soda. Yeah, it's using washing. <laughs> huh, I'll have to look it up. It's an old-timey thing. Okay. It's it's still around. Some. You know, farm people might have it, that kind of stuff. This was written quite a while ago, and he's recommending soft soap and ivory liquid as far as the um, decomposition of the peroxide is concerned because they're fairly mild. You want to use a fairly mild uh, detergent. Not a soap, it's a detergent. So he says, once mixed, the peroxide slowly breaks down into water and oxygen gas. Thus, it gets weaker with time, and so it should be used promptly. The exact rate depends on the temperature, the pH, and the kind of what's in your water. After you finish rubbing all of this stuff in as thoroughly as you can, especially on the area where you think the dog was hit, uh, you rinse it. You rinse the dog real thoroughly with tepid water. So you do use water in this, but tepid, not too cold, not too hot. So is that like room temperature? Yeah. Okay. Just barely warm. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, there again, the hot heat, adding heat is bad. Okay, yeah. It's going to speed up the reaction, and so then maybe not as much of the oils are going to be broken down so you just want it to be just tepid just you want to give it five minutes so it says that's kind of you don't need to know that (laughs) the rest of it is just yada 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 and that's it so i just keep this skunk remedy on my computer desktop at all times, well labeled, so that I can just go there in a hurry. You know, every now and then it gets filed and I have to pull it up. So what do you think if the person calls regular client that you see normally and they call like late in the afternoon, how important is it to see the dog close to the time it was skunked or could you put it off? If- no, it's it's better to do it right away. Okay. It's better to do it because those oils soak into the hair shaft. I can smell it. I know what it smells like. (laughs) I know. know. And the problem is that it's likely to um, smell your shop up. And then you need to do some deodorizing and stuff. So I read a whole article about how to treat yourself, your clothing, your environment, and all of that. You know, it was written in the days before Febreze. So I don't even know whether Febreze is going to be an effective deodorant on skunk spray or not. And remember that the best shot deodorizer, one shot deodorizer is based on the same technology as Febreze. It's 
is has kind of uh, basket-like molecules that they can. It's a, it's a little hotel California's <laughs> where, where the odor can go in, but it can't come back out. <laughs> and you know that the best shot one shot is safe to use in contact if they lick it or whatever, and they're going to be okay. So that's a good choice. So, you know, like probably what I would do, no, you know, like knowing that this is now 2022 and we have best shot one shot, is I would do this recipe, this home remedy, and or get them to do the home remedy. And then I would bathe the dog in the uh, best shot, one shot, shampoo, conditioner, and you can give it a good spray. I like that because I like best shot. They're my favorite. But uh, that's just me. Anyway, okay, one more break, and then we're going to learn about citric acid. Summer is the season where we are likely to find dried out coats. And show season has a special shampoo and conditioner called Honey Pet. Honey Pet shampoo and conditioner is made with Manuka honey as an additive and also almond oil. And it's excellent in hydrating the coat. It also smells real good. And it comes with a matching conditioner that contains the Manuka honey, the almond oil, the sunflower oil, triglycerides, and a little dash of dimethicone, which assists in combing and brushing the coat. You can find these and all the great show season products at showseasongrooming.com. Well, can I say something? Yes. I want to say something that I didn't say. That another reason for the dimethicone uh-huh. is that it seals the moisture in. So, you know, like when you're hydrating a coat, if you've got a porous coat, it's like having a straw with holes in it. You know, water is just going to come right back out through the holes. So you want to seal that. And and that's why we like to have just a little bit of silicone that will create a light uh, film that will seal the moisture in. It still allows everything to breathe and to be happy, but it will uh, prevent moisture loss right on the backside of hydrating. Then another thing to remember is that Manuka honey is prebiotic. <laughs> We're loving that prebiotic thing. We are loving the prebiotic thing because I've been reading deeply about it and it's science-based. Listen, here's a statement from one um, scientist. The microbiome is a dynamic living shield for the skin. That's heavy, man. That's heavy, man. It's a living, a dynamic living shield. And we've got to nurture it and take care of it. We didn't even know about it 20, 30 years ago when I started grooming. There's no such thing, you know. Very impressive. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. Here on the Groom Pod, we'd like to delve deep into shampoo ingredients. And today's ingredient is citric acid. Barbara, tell us about citric acid. Okay, it's really simple. Citric acid is one of those ingredients that is primarily used to serve the formula. To serve, it's not an active ingredient, but what it does, it helps to 
balance the pH to where the cosmetic chemist formulator wants it to be. All ingredients have pH ranges where they perform best. And sometimes when you're mixing surfactants, the end product comes out being slightly alkaline. So what they want to do is they'll put on the bottom of the formulating instructions, citric acid QS. That stands for some Greek shit that means as needed. That's an educational point right there. There we go. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> educational thing, educational point made. So uh, the citric acid serves the formulation more than the performance of the product. Although making the product slightly acidic will create a more smooth hair cuticle helps to tighten and smooth the hair cuticle and also discourages uh, bad bacteria or odiferous bacteria. So, uh, you know, it has a little side action, but if you're putting just a dash in there to balance the pH, it doesn't take too much to balance the pH, to change the pH. Um, it's really usually an ingredient that you see down towards the end of an ingredient list. If you see citric acid up front, up at the top, like in the first five or six ingredients, then they might be using that ingredient in an, a more generous amount in order to have a clarifying effect on the skin and be more serious about deodorizing. Cool. That's it? Okay. That's it. Bang. See, it's simple. Bang. <laughs> Excellent. Well, then let's let's wrap this show up a few minutes early then, huh? What do you say? Uh, I'm sure you're ready, ready for that. You've got a huge day ahead of you. I got to go out and clean that darn trailer. <laughs> I wish I were there and I could help you. I know it. The problem is, is I can't raise my shoulder very well, although better today than it has been for a few days well, why, why don't you get the uh excuse me the husband factor he's had two surgeries he can't lift That's... over his head either oh you're quite a couple quite a couple <laughs> what i got is one of those mops on a stick and i think i'm gonna try to use yeah that. and yeah. i think that'll get the areas that i'm having such a difficult time with it yeah. not such a daunting task i'll spray the whole thing down and then i'll wipe it over with the spongy thing dry it off and i should be good to go and you know it's going to be hot so drying those dogs it's just going to be a snap <laughs> it's like getting a raise <laughs> Okay. Okay. You have a fabulous day, Barbara. Thank you for listening to the podcast and being here with us. And thanks to our sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shares, Groomore, and Stazco. And thanks to our Patreon supporters and everybody who's ever given us a donation. We appreciate you all. Happy grooming, everybody. Bye-bye now. Okay. Take care.